Welcome to the Remarketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Remarketing Podcast, where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Remarketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to spotlight you, Justin, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. Purpose number two, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. With that, I'm excited. We have a very special guest, Justin Brooke. Justin Brooke is the founder of AdSkills, a digital training company that offers an array of online advertising courses, including Google Search, Google Display Network, YouTube ads, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, native ads, and tracking. Justin is on a mission to improve the resources and education of digital media buying professionals by creating the highest level of marketing courses in the, on the market. Justin, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks, dude. I uh, I was almost late because I was having too much fun geeking out with my marketing. I was setting up automations on Twitter and like I'm getting my blog going. It's it was uh, sorry, man. But I'm, here. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited that you're here. I'm a little bit starstruck because I I admire so much of what you do. With that, I I have a uh, I know a little bit about your story, but I want you to tell us. I want you to tell the audience for those that don't know of you, how you got into digital ads. Like, what's your journey? Give us a high level overview of how you got into advertising and marketing. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give you something that I haven't given to most of them. I usually start out in 2007 with my story, but I'm gonna start you off 2005. Okay, 2005 regrettably I, I do not advise what i was doing i had pirated this book called the rich jerk because i was skeptical i was looking at the marketing i mean it's called the rich jerk you know turns out it was legit you know but i was super skeptical skeptical wanted to read it i read this book and uh basically teaches a form of like article marketing you know um and i make my first sale you know off of what i learned in there and I've, I've, I've since paid for the book, you know, uh, and, I, and I know the owner now. He's a good friend and we work together. So that's 2005. OK, I make my first sale. And so I know that this, it's, it's possible, but it wasn't until 2007 that I get uh, and I get an internship with Russell Brunson. And um, my internship, my job was to review this giant closet full of courses and seminar footage and dvds and you know back then there's still cassettes and vhs and stuff and so that's my job i got the education of a lifetime as an intern to review all of that stuff and then write articles um, could, could you tell us who russell brunson is for those that don't oh, know sure sure yeah russell brunson he's uh today founder of clickfunnels.com but i knew him as founder of dot-com secrets which still exists he was still a millionaire back then so this internet marketing millionaire takes me under his wing I learn, I get the education of a lifetime studying as I'm writing, you know, affiliate review articles for them, go back home and I apply um, some Google ad stuff that I learned for him. And I took the last 60 bucks that I had and I put it on a Google ad campaign, pathetic $2 a day, but I ended up doubling my money every month for 11 months in a row. And I uh, had a six figure business at the end of that. So it's literally paid traffic marketing that took me from eating ramen noodles to Red Lobster. You know, I love me some Red Lobster. And uh, that's why I'm here today. You know, I'm uh, marketing's my thing. You know, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Could you? So you always tell that $60 story 
Yeah. Is it possible to still do that in today's time? You know, people have asked me, um, $2 a day is tough right now, right? Because like clicks are like a dollar, $2 each, you know, these days. Um, so I tell people, you probably $5 a day right now. But, you know, if you really want to, you know, you really want to juice it like 10 bucks a day, you know, so got to adjust for inf inflation a little bit. But right. yeah, it's, it's totally possible. You know, uh, you know, one of our best headlines that I that I stand by is you can tell the whole world about your product for five dollars a day. Absolutely, hundred percent. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I've heard you talk about like a lot of people want to do like SEO, and part of the reason why they want to go the SEO route is because it's like kind of free or cheap. Uh, you talk about you have experience with SEO and you have experience with paid ads. Could you give us some insight on both? Um, I heard you say, right, like, don't quote it exactly, but I heard you say, like, sure. paid is the way to go. Like, you get better results. Not better, but it, it makes a lot more sense when you use paid compared to, like, some of the organic stuff. Could you talk about that? Yeah, well, here's the reasoning why I ended up leaving the SEO world. I had a great agency. We were making good money. I had a book that, you know, I had. I mean, I wasn't like falling out of control back then, but I had 5,000 customers in my book. That's, that's pretty decent um, and, and an SEO agency. But it kind of dawned on me that like our thesis, our big idea, you know, the whole thing, the grail that we're shooting for as search engine optimizers is to get, you know, basically if we rank number one on the page, we'll make a million dollars. That's, that's kind of the whole concept, right? Like if we if we rank number one for this keyword, then all of our dreams will come true. But I can do that on Google ads for five bucks and it happens tomorrow. And that was like my deconstruction, you know, or whatever um, from an SEO guy. I still do SEO. I think SEO is smart. I don't think it's in an either or. I think it's a both kind of thing. But if I want traffic tomorrow... I want traffic tonight. I'm jumping on Google ads. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that you mentioned, like when we were like setting up the uh, the interview and the reason the way we set up the interview is because I'm a student, right, of your class. One of the things you mentioned was like podcast interviews, You're like go do the podcast interviews, do this stuff. And one of the reasons why you said that is because it commands like SEO with it. And you, you was like, I'll do it. You was like, I'll do a podcast interview with you as long as you set it up this way. Could you expound on that, please? Yeah. So to rank number one on Google, there's a few different things. You know, essentially, you got to make sure the title tag of your website matches the keyword. Your headline matches the keyword. Um, and then, you know, the content should be good. Like, I, I, I hate that I have to say that. You know, it should be a good article. Um, and then... You got to think of something that's worthy of ranking number one on the internet, like write that. Okay. But then um, the other thing is there's, there's called off page signals, you know, that Google uses to rank you. Essentially, every time another website links to your website, that's like a hand raised in the air, like a vote, you know, um, and th that website is basically voting for your website to go up on the search engine. So the more of those, we call them backlinks, the more backlinks you have, the more votes you have to go up in the search engine. And so that's why 
I'll do a podcast interview with anyone, you know, one, I don't mind talking with you. You know, I love talking about this stuff. Uh, it's a good time. I'm sitting here in my house. It's not like I'm working too hard and I get a backlink out of it. So let's go. Thank you for sharing that. Now, one of the things uh, I appreciate you, be, I don't understand marketing and like you go, like sometimes you go extreme and I'm like, there he goes. <laughs> There it goes with the extreme content. So one of the things that I've seen, and maybe not even extreme, just controversial. Some people might disagree. Some people do agree. But one of the things that I really appreciate about you sharing is like membership sites versus like high ticket items. Could you talk about that? And you you talk about you, you, you had, I think you do dabbling both or you got clients that do both and is like all of it is relevant um like like you have the low ticket membership that we that i'm part of then you also got like i know i've seen some high ticket stuff as well so could you talk about the difference between the two and marketing like your perspectives on those um so high ticket obviously there's better margins you know in there sort of i mean if you're good enough at lead gen you know if you're good enough at writing copy you know if you got testimonials and i mean it's not like everybody can just slap 10 grand on a on a web page somewhere and a buy button and just get it there are some things that you got to do to be able to get high ticket to work um but it does give you a lot of wiggle room and things like that for me it was i was realizing in my business here i am I'm trying to help people. That's our mission statement. We're like trying to help change people's lives. We're trying to, and we're like, we're, and we're charging them five grand. We're giving value. You know, I don't think it's, it's not valuable. I don't, we're making people six figures, you know, all the time, you know, we made people seven figures. So there's clear value in that, but there's so many people, especially if I start thinking more international, you know, um, you know, Nigeria is just doing so well for us right now, just killing it. And then we got people in India, we got people in uh, Singapore, but Singapore, they, they got they got loads of money. Um, but, you know, just these different countries and things like that. And they, even just here in the United States, you know, not everybody's got five grand that they can just, you know, throw down on an investment, you know, but they got 20 bucks. And so we get them started for 20 bucks, you know, get them get them good enough to be dangerous. And the idea, you know, basically people were always saying like, you know, if your stuff is so good, why don't you give it to me for free and I'll pay you out of my profits? I said, bet. All right. I made my product 20 bucks. You know, let's see it. You know, where the, where the paychecks at? You know, nobody's writing me checks, you know, but I did my part. I, I put it down to 20 bucks and uh, it's cool though, because the other thing about it is when I was only high ticket, I was starting at $0 every month. And, you know, it's, I got to come up with another promotion and another sale and another, you know, and then I got to hire sales guys and more sales guys. I got to worry about my sales guys lying on the phone. And, you know, I got to. So there's all kinds of things. So at, at $20 a month, people will join that and they'll stay on that, you know. And so our revenue is so much stronger now, even though we're like half of where we are at. It's that recurring money, you know, and it's just it's strong money. It's long money. Yeah, and I'm I'm one of the members, and I I can't remember how long I've been a member, but I'm like I'm getting way more than what it's worth, so I don't even think twice about shutting it down. I got, you for, life, and, and, I got you for life, Yeah, and I um I and I still purchase some of the other stuff, like some of the higher tickets, some of the workshops. I still go, and I'm like, you know what? I want that, and I go get it, 
and I, I just really appreciate the value that's here. So uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for that. Like personally, next, I want to one time we were doing like a session and you talked about like everybody's always like, well, which one, Facebook or Google or YouTube? Everybody's like, which one, which one do you pick? And you were like one time you was like uh, really good one, two punches, this and that. Could you help? the audience understand like what's the like what you think is like a great one two punch because there's no best they all work is that fair to say they all work man you okay. know uh, most of them all right most of them right like, most most <laughs> good ones. Yeah, you might find someone out in a shady corner somewhere that don't work but i mean we're talking youtube google facebook tiktok you know snapchat pinterest yahoo i mean you know the big ones they work um they got lawyers and stuff. They can't just be out there scamming people. Um, so they work. It's just, you know, whether or not you work. And for me, the whole Facebook and, and nobody, well, there's probably somebody out there that dislikes. I don't want to say hate. You know, I shouldn't say hate. Hate's a bad word, but strong dislike of the Facebook platform. You know, uh, there's just so many other things you can do on the internet. And Facebook's got so many rules and things like that. And you can get shut down so easily. But... At the same time, Facebook's really, really good for live streaming. Facebook's really, really good for retargeting, for lookalike audiences. So it's got its thing. So it's not an either or, it's a both. And what I love the most is we do a Google search ad because that's like the cleanest, best traffic you can buy. Yes, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but it's the best. That's why it costs a little bit more. It's still profitable, even though it costs. So you get this really clean intent based. And that means somebody's typing a question they want specifically. Like if somebody types in retargeting book, I have a retargeting book that shows up. You know, I don't have to be a great salesman to sell a retargeting book to somebody who just searched retargeting book on Google, you know, and then if they don't buy right away, now here's where we go both. We start retargeting them on Facebook with testimonials of people who've bought our book, you know, endorsements of people who, who've endorsed our book and thing like that. And so that little one-two punch of getting people when they're asking the question and then following up with the retargeting on social media, if you get nothing else out of this interview and you just tell your web guy to do that or you just set that up, I promise you, you're going to do good. Thank you. Could you help us understand like what's like we as marketers or digital ad people, we know what retargeting is, right? It's like a famous word that's thrown around. But could you help us understand like if I didn't know anything about marketing, anything about advertising, what does that mean? Re retargeting? Well, we're going to shine a light on the boogeyman right now because you know, retargeting sounds a lot better. But um, for most most people know it as them ads that follow you around after you visit somebody's website, <laughs> you know, uh, and they're like, oh, man, you teach people how to do that. You know, I get kicked out of the barbershop when I talk about that stuff. You know? um, so, yeah, it's basically if you go visit a website, there's a little code that we drop on the website that doesn't let us see what color t-shirt you're in. We can't see through your webcam or nothing like that. It just allows us in the ad networks to, to it basically kind of tag your it. And now we get to show you ads on different ad networks. Thank you for sharing that. You, you made a post and it was about, I don't know if it was a post or a blog article. Like I, I follow like some of your stuff and you talk about uh, a book that you've done 
And you talk about like how much money you made and how successful you be you've become because of that book. Could you expound on that book strategy a little bit, please? Yeah, I wish I had one here, but I, I do have a bunch of little books here. Um, I got this one. There you go. There you go. You got it. All right. Big fan of little books. In fact, I'm, you know, like the next thing I make is going to be about little books. I've been doing research like nations have been created off of little books, little pamphlets and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, show show how thick that book is. It's 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 skinny. It's like skinnier than a pencil. It's so skinny. You, you can't even, turn. you know, um, it was so skinny. We couldn't even put the, the name of it on the side of it. Uh, so but that book has made me over two point four million dollars, you know. And so how it started is I just wrote like a seven or a 10 day email sequence to my email list. So one blog a day, one, you know, email a day kind of thing, all on one subject, packaged it with an intro and an outro. And then we sent it off to 48 HR books. It's 48 hourbooks.com, but it's 48 hrbooks.com. And uh, they print them out <laughs> pretty cheap. It's like three bucks a book or something like that. Then we use a company called shipoffers.com. They add another three bucks or you're like six bucks out the door printing and shipping. And, um, and yeah, that, that book. And then what we do is we upsell to the audio version and then we upsell to a course after that. And, and that, that little funnel, that little book funnel right there, people searching, retargeting book, find that book. And they buy our audio book or our upsell, and then we, you know, we follow up with our with our offers after that. Once we have their address, you know, when they buy a book, that's the thing. Everybody's down for lead gen, you know. Getting emails is cool, but getting addresses, getting phone numbers, you know, that's where the real game is. You want to make millions? Start grabbing addresses and and phone numbers and. And their email address, too. That way you can do all the things. Could you... So, one of the things, like, one of the things that I kind of try to teach people, right, that I'm refining is, like, the importance of what we just talked about, like, that book. So you can collect everything, not just the email address, not just the phone number, but you can collect everything. And when you have a book, like, people know what that is. Another strategy that I'm trying, that I'm, like, really appreciating that I learned from, like, our mastermind is, uh, like, stickers, too which like i'm yet to figure that out but i'm like super excited about that and understand the importance of that so with the book like i'm trying to show people like look hey go out and do this book can you people are overwhelmed and you're like i just took 10 emails that i did and i wrote the book could you like take us through that process like again like really quickly like is eight emails did you put them together did you send it to an editor like how was that process was it difficult was it easy uh, you know, to be honest, my wife surprised me for Father's Day with it. Okay. You know? And she even got me like 200 orders. You know, she sent out to the email list ahead of time. She did all this without me knowing. And uh, but I was part of our other book, which we did the exact same thing. You know, that's how she, she knew how to do all of that. And so is that SEO lies? Is that yeah, right? SEO lies? Please, okay. nobody go read it. It's old. It's outdated. <laughs> I want to hear about that one because. Uh, one of the things that like I like I published a book and it went like bestseller uh, and it went bestseller because with mistakes and errors and typos. And I heard you telling your story about you had the same stuff. Mistakes a, and typos and errors. And yeah, people I had like, a woman call me up one day and because she wasn't trying to complain, she was calling me to make me aware 
that she believed that uh, somebody had hired some Chinese uh, writer, you know, uh, after chapter seven or something like it. She's like, it's very clear how many typos are after chapter seven that somebody, something's wrong with your book. And I was like, no, ma'am, I, I, I wrote all of that. Uh, turns out she was an English teacher. You know, um, and, and she was getting me on all my typos, but there's typos in retargeting recipes. You know, that's why it's down right now is I'm trying to fix it for version two. Um, right now, if you were to go to our website, only the audio book is available because um, we hired a professional to do the audio book, uh, but we're, we're fixing it up. Like people are pretty forgiving about typos, you know, as long as the content is good, as long as you actually know your subject matter they don't mind if you you know use a couple of you know you say gonna instead of going to they don't mind if you miss one of your theirs and you know uh then versus them it's okay thank Chill you out. for sharing that and i i do i can attest that there are some typos in there but they're so minor in this book here you you don't even care and with that despite the typos you still made like what six seven figures 2.4 million from that book directly from that book just that one book that's not even counting all of your clients so well and it's also the whole funnel right like that book i didn't i didn't make that was free plus shipping you know that was the other thing we did with that book i wouldn't do free plus shipping anymore um just because the facebook ads commenters they're like oh it's not free if they're shipping like you just get all these trolls and stuff like that just just people are okay buying a 10 dollar book you know just okay. sell a 10 dollar book you know, it's, it's not that hard. It's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I didn't make 2.4 million off the book. It was like, that was the start of the funnel and through all that. Okay. Got you. And, and so you structured the book, you got like a buy the book, then you got to upsell and you got to dance. You got some stuff in there. Can you give us like a, one of your best funnels, best cool. funnels. Yeah. So, I mean, that one, that one was my recent best funnel right now. we got like a free trial funnel going on, but. Um, so that was the book. It was free plus shipping. We try, we tested pay what you want first. Pay what you want allows them to type in whatever price, anything over a dollar. That was actually winning until we did the bump sell. And the bump sell is just a little checkbox you add to your, your checkout page. And so if they check that box, it basically adds something to their order. So once we added that, free plus shipping. It was almost like the free plus shipping guys were like, well, I got my credit card out anyways. I might as well buy everything. You know, I don't know what was going on in their minds, but pay what you want was winning hands down because we were getting an average of about $14 because some people would put in $1 and then every once in a while, someone would put in like 50 bucks, you know, but the average was about $14 per sale. Free plus shipping, you're only getting six ninety five, dollars you know, but once we added that cart, bump sell thing on there that free plus shipping took off so it was you, you buy the book when you get to the checkout page there's a little checkbox to add the audiobook for 20 bucks okay then after you check out you get hit with a page that says wait i want to give you a hundred dollars off our best product we tell them what our best product is you get a hundred dollar discount if you're buying right now because you're a new book buyer and so they would buy like a 149 dollar course you know and then we use uh, what's called uh, one-click upsell technology. Basically, they don't have to go back through the checkout page. The cart has remembered their credit card. 
And if they click the buy button, then it orders. When you, if anybody does that, make sure all around that buy button, it says you are going to get charged for this. Cause there's some people that will just test it and then they'll come complaining, you know, and we make, you know, we'll make sure like, Hey, if you touch this button, it's going to charge you. It's not our fault. Thank you. Could you, could you tell us about a, so my audience is typically real estate yeah. agents, real estate entrepreneurs, real estate investors. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes people are like, I, I don't see the point of a book as an mm -hmm. example. I don't see the point of running paid ads. Could you, am I, I'm always like, look, you run a book campaign, you run some paid ads to that and you like, you're good. Could you talk about, could you share some insight on your thoughts about that? Like, could a, I mean, anybody can do anything, but do you think, see it as a, um, good idea for them to maybe run a similar campaign, like a, something to, towards a book and then upsells and downsells. What is your perspective on that? Yeah. Back when I was an agency owner and I used to do ads for people, you know, real estate, the finance niche was kind of my, my niche as an agency. I used to help a lot of people in the finance niche and real estate is within finances. And so I've worked with some of the biggest names in, in real estate, Kent Clothier, Joe McCall, um, a couple others, you know, are, are all customers of mine. Um, trying to think of some other names, can't remember them, but, um, yeah, these strategies work really, really well in real estate. And so, you know, one of the things is that I would be doing in real estate is you can be using Google search for like neighborhoods, you know? And so if you're trying to flip something in a neighborhood and somebody's searching for like houses in that neighborhood, you know, that's one way you can catch people right off the tip. Uh, the other thing you could write a little book about, you know, seven ways to not lose your money when buying your first house or seven ways to not lose your money when starting rehab, you know, or wholesaling or bird dogging or whatever segment of, of real estate you're in. Um, you know, having that book that helps people uh, not lose money. Everybody wants to not lose money, you know, um, and, or protect their investments and things like that. So if you've got a little book like that, they're much more likely to choose you as the investor that they want to work with. The, the realtor you want to work with is because you're, you're the expert. You, you wrote the book on the subject. And so, yeah, that's why I would use books and paid ads and real estate. Thank you with, yeah. And with books, you become, like you said, the expert instead of the salesperson. So when we get our yeah. license, we become a sell, we become a salesperson, but with the book, you're now the expert, you're the authority and it's no longer yeah. salesperson. The, the next thing, thing uh, the, the greatest sales pitch I've ever done is I would just walk around to businesses and give them my book for free. I did nothing. I'd walk in and be like, hey, we just want to you know, bless you with this book. We just want to give you this book. I'd walk into the dentist office, chiropractor offices, you know, whatever. And I'd just hand them my book and I'd be like, oh, thank you so much. And I'd leave and just sales, sales, sales. Oh, nice. That's um. so that's what like I'm working on, like my book. I got a book and it's like 200 and something pages and I'm really trying to get it down to like your like that's what i've been really really chipping away at trying to get it down to like less than 100 at least oh dude and I, want to go. I, I wish i could write that much if you got that much man put it in a book and send it bro i i, I have been and it's been like a little bit overwhelming for people because you know it's like ads it's marketing okay. and tech okay. so people are like whoa so i gotta pull back I, I i do have another one i just gotta simplify a little bit okay. better so um next what tell us about so you you, you generally you break up the uh, like 
our marketing strategies into two strategies. You talk about media buying, and you also talk about media planning. Could you, uh, everybody's excited about like doing the, the buying. Like that's the part, clicking the buttons, like you always say, but people are very reluctant to do the part that matters, the, the media planning. Could you talk about that? And this comes up when I bring in clients, I'm like, who are you marketing to? They're like anybody that wants to buy or sell a house. And I was like, it can't really be, it can't be that simple. Right. So could you talk about the importance of media planning, like the avatar, the psychology, all of that stuff and why it's important to your marketing and your advertising? Yeah. Yeah. I tell those kind of people, you know, it's, it's if you're trying to shoot an arrow, right. And your target is all the targets. How, how are you going to hit all the targets? You know, like you, you gotta, like we, we gotta hit one at a time. All right. You know, we can do all of them, but we gotta do one at a time. Um, so media buying, media planning, uh, media buying is the moment you're, you know, it's, you're uploading your ad images, you're writing your headline, your description, you're pressing publish, you're either swiping your card for $10 a day, a thousand dollars or whatever, you know, but budget you put in there, that's media buying. That's what everybody is familiar with. When, it, when we talk about advertising, paid traffic, paid ads, it's all media buying. Everybody wants to get to that, and then they're wondering why it doesn't work. The thing, the reason why it doesn't work is you didn't do the first step. You know, the first step is media planning, okay, and which is what you're talking about, about, you know, aiming the arrow. Who are you targeting? Why are you targeting that person? What do they care about? What do they think about? What do they say? What do they hear? What do they like? What do they hate? You know, that that's that's what's made me the most money. I'm more of a media planner. I, I actually hate the media buying thing. I outsource the media buying. I hire juniors. I hire people out of ad skills, you know, to do that. I do the media planning. And then you can give anybody the media plan. Now they can go and they can upload the ads and do it. You know, it's the, it's the media plan that makes the money. And so um, media planning is doing the research, creating the customer avatar, you know, figuring out who your competitors are. What are you saying that's different? You know, you want to be the same, but different. You want to be the same so you fit in. And so you look on par, but you want to be different enough so that people are like, oh, this one seems a little bit better. Or he's saying things a little bit different than everybody else. I'm going to try him out first, you know. And so we review the competitors so that we can be the same, but different. Then we do like research to uh, create our customer avatar so that we can know who we're targeting what their likes and dislikes that way we know what images to use we know what text to use and then finally we do something called an empathy map and that empathy map is what they think see hear and say and that's what allows us to really get to the heart you know of them when we're writing our stuff and we're always trying to use their own language you know i'm not trying to use any kind of fancy you know super copywriting tactics or whatever i'm just trying to figure out what's already going on in their head can i just address that conversation can i just tap right into that conversation they're having silently in their head and be like yo i know look here this solves it you know thank you the next thing i hear you talk about a lot is like data science could you talk about that and help us understand that from a high level overview Sure. Uh, we're getting a little nerdy in here, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I dig it, you know. Um, so data science <clears throat> is really where the industry needs to be going. The, the past hundred plus years of advertising was more art, 
poetry, creative, you know, coming up with this great idea. That's one great idea that's going to work so well, you're going to make millions from it. That's just not the reality anymore. It can be, but it doesn't have to be because now we have algorithms, machine learning. And so what we want to do now is more like put a bunch of it. Like, don't try to write one epic headline. Just put a you know, a bunch of headlines in there, a bunch of descriptions, a bunch of images, and then let the machine learning algorithm split test it eight ways to Sunday and it will figure out what the winner is. And data science is kind of that, you know, watching the results of that, counting the numbers, you know, cleaning up anything that's not working. And so it's like progressively working towards that one great idea, you know? So instead of having to come up with the great idea, we can now find the great idea. Thank you. Can you talk about, so like when I first wrote the book, uh, it's about like marketing, like following up. I call it, it's called remarketing, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, like you talk about Google and the history where that word come from. Uh, The reason why I wrote the book is because people weren't understanding the importance of following up. Right. So I want you to talk about the importance of following up. You know all about it. I think you said earlier, like if it's one thing you're going to take away, it's like make sure you follow up. So could you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so many people have done business with me just because they they wrote me a third time. I'm, I'm just busy. Not even just am I busy. Like I got a life too. Like I like to play video games. I like to go for walks. I like to, you know, hang out with my dog, you know, and, uh, what video, what kind of video games? Um, you know, I've been playing a lot System. of destiny Two. I got okay. PlayStation right now, but I've had, them all. Okay. Um, you know, um, but anyways, um, yeah, I like to do stuff as well. I got a life. And so sometimes just following up with me is like, Oh yeah, that's right. I got to do that thing. You know? Um, and so the money's in the follow-up because everybody, everybody's the same way. Everybody else is busy. Everybody else has got a kid crying in the background or a, a wife that needs you to take out the trash or, you know, a, a husband that, that needs you to, to help with something, whatever. You know, we've all got something going on in our life that's kind of distracting us. And the follow-up is what wins us the deals. And it's basically like whoever follows up more is the one that gets remembered and, and, you know, and there's a, there's a, there's a cutoff point. You know, if you're following up with me like seven, eight times, it's probably a no, you know, (laughs) like, but you know, at least a couple of times, two, three times for me, it's like, um, you got your initial touch and then I want to do like a reminder, another reminder. And then like a, Hey, should I stop? You know, it's kind of a, um, there's a, a line when you go from follow-up to annoying to a, from follow-up to pestering and uh, you want to be careful of that but you know follow-up you know building an email list following up that's why I love the book you know I can follow up with email I can send you a, a, a quick call I can send you something in the mail you know and I can you know, I can just kind of follow up in different ways so that I'm not annoying because if all I did was just keep calling you keep calling you keep emailing you that gets annoying, but if I if I use a few different modalities, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be less annoying, and I might actually win the deal. Got you. If if I I'm a I'm an agent, I'm an investor, I'm a real estate, right? And I just want to learn. I'm just trying to get more leads. What 
is your recommendation? What should I do? Should I just come to you? I uh, just want some ads. I'm ready. I'll pay you. Should I go to ask you and learn? Should I come up with a media plan? Like, what is your suggestion if somebody just wants to look? I just want to get some leads in. I want to close some deals. Tell me what to do. Okay. Um, realtors, real estate agents, not like in real estate investors. Both. Both. Either or. Okay. And it would require a different strategy for each, maybe. We gotta, we gotta aim at one, man. We gotta aim at one. Or right, let's aim at agents. <laughs> agents. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the real estate agent, you know, they're looking for more local people to trust them. You know, so they're trying to basically they're trying to win neighborhoods. You know, I, I they should win one neighborhood, then another one. You know, uh, I think a lot of them try to go right for like the county. Like I'm, I'm the real estate agent of this county. You know, too quickly. Um, it takes a little while uh, to to get there. So you know, lock down one neighborhood, then another neighborhood, and another neighborhood until you get to the county. And the way you do that is, you know, you just start. Um, they call it geofencing. You know, and so you can basically what geofencing means is like only show my ads to people in this location. And the ads are so smart these days that you can literally like draw. You know, bring up a map. You put a pin in the middle of it. You draw a circle around it, and it's like your ads are only going to show in that area. So when people go to Traffic and Conversion Summit, you know I can show my ads to just everybody in the building, in that seminar building, you know, um, and nobody else. Uh, so you can get real, you know, targeted with geofencing. What I would recommend them to do, um, and I know I'm recommending my own product, but you can probably do this all in our free trial in seven days. You'll be watching a lot of videos real quickly. But um, uh, so our academy section, it breaks down all the, the language, you know, geofencing, you know, behavioral targeting, contextual targeting. Like there's a lot of new language you got to learn just to get up to speed. So we. We break down all that stuff for you. We give you the mindset. We teach you what a landing page is, how to make a good landing page. So there's like some fundamentals that you need. Um, and then we get into some of the geekier stuff. And you don't have to stay for that unless you really want to. But everybody really should just go through the academy. There's about nine hours of footage in there. And it's going to just, it's going to take you up a level. And you're going to be able to understand what you're doing. So basically what you need, uh, if you're a real estate agent, you need a page that allows you to capture some emails. I would start with email while you're working on your book because the book is the ultimate tool. Um, start with just some page, you know, and it's like uh, everything you need to know about buying real estate in the Brookshire neighborhood or, you know, in the West End. Or for me, it's the Appalachian Highlands, you know. Um, it's a different region, you know. It's about buying land. I don't want to buy too hilly of land. I'm looking for flat plots and stuff like that. So I need someone who knows this area really well. And so, you know, so like every, you know, everything you need to know about making money in this short area, then you're going to geofence your ads. You're only going to show those ads to people that are in that area. And you're going to become known as the person for that neighborhood. And then once you've got that neighborhood, expand it out, expand it out, expand it out. Thank you. So I appreciate that. So you do that while you're working towards the book. Yes. Like you want to, that's like your ultimate marketing asset. It's that right. book. So mm -hmm. next question. These are um, kind of self-centered, right? Uh, one time I was doing like a, a, a 
session with a person i was like you brought all this value to our crowd here how can someone bring value to you he was like Jerome, nobody ever asked me that so that's my intent with this question uh, the first question I have is how can someone bring immediate value to you or your business? To me personally? Yes. Yes. You or your business. Either right or. now I need retweets. You know, I'm trying retweets. to build up. You know, I got 10,000 followers on, on Facebook. Um, I don't care about my YouTube channel. I got a lot of great stuff on YouTube. I'm just not trying to be a YouTuber right now, but I'm trying to grow my Twitter. And I'm at like 450 followers. Or so I feel like a noob, you know, uh, so I need retweets, man. I need people. That's like worth more than money to me right now is, is retweets. So what's, what's your tag on uh, uh, at I am scalable, like the letter I, the letter M scalable at I am scalable. All right, no. You'll get a retweet from me. Okay. That's easy. Yeah. Or even a like. If you don't want to retweet it, a like will work too. Like, you know? retweet, whatever. Yeah. I, you'll get it. Yeah. How can someone bring long-term value to you and your business? Long-term value to me and my business. Um, or your know, business. Yeah. Share our free trial with your friends. You know? Okay. Tell, tell your friends about our free trial. That's that's one of the most valuable things anybody can do. Thank you. And the so we got like eight minutes left. I'm going to try to get you out of here. The next question I have for you is what are three books you recommend to the audience and why? Mm, OK, first one, uh, Ultimate Sales Machine. That thing, other than my Bible, that is the book that I've read the most. You know, it's got coffee stains in there, highlighter in there, you know, dog eared pages. You know, that's that's my war book, man. Um and the reason for that one is really just chapters four, five, and six. It's the reason why I write a book. It's the reason why I told you any of the titles in here. Like, if you go read chapters four, five, and six, you'd be like, oh, that's where he got all this stuff. Yeah, I got it from that book. And it's made me millions of dollars. So it's like a 20 or $30 book that has made me millions. Uh, so please, go spend the money and get that book. Um, R.I.P. to Chet Holmes, the author. Then the next one I would tell people to get... Is probably cash advertising. If you want to do advertising, if we're talking about like advertising, paid ads, cash advertising is gonna, you know, it's another little thin book, but it's gonna get you up to speed on marketing speak, persuasion, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It's gonna help you write really good ads. And then I think that guy from Philly too. That's one of my favorite books. I really oh yeah, like yeah. That book a lot. yeah. No, no book. And then the next one depends on where you're at in your business. You know, if you're looking for more like management type stuff, you know, probably the E Myth um, or the Goal. But if you're looking for more marketing sales type stuff, and there's a book called the um, the great leads or six great leads or something like that. I think it's by Mark Ford or Michael Masterson. Uh, he is, has a pen name, so he goes kind of by both. But uh, that book is phenomenal at helping you come up with really good ideas for your sales promotions. Okay. Uh, so one more question, right? And then we, then we can close out. Is, let me see, I need to get my script. What is one question you would have, you wish I would have answered, I would have asked you and how would you have, have answered? Did that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get that question a lot and I, I don't know. I mean, y'all do a okay. pretty good job. Uh, 
um, you know, not enough about pages, you know, a lot about marketing and ads and things like that, but you need both, right? You need the ad and then you need the landing page. And so a landing page, you know, it's, it's break apart the word it's landing page. It's the page they land on, you know, when, so when they click, they land on a page, we call it a landing page. And so you want to have a separate landing page for every ad that you run, or at least every network that you run ads on, because some of them work a little bit differently. So some need longer pages, some need shorter pages, some don't allow you to capture email, some do. Um, and so you need, you know, so a little bit more learning about landing pages. Um, so I got a okay. great article. If you, if you search uh, digital advertorial and Justin Brooke, you'll find my article about that. I'll put that in the show notes. The next question I have is, so normally when people end, they do like a closing statement, right? But sometimes people get long-winded. So I had this other guest. She was like, I just give them one word. They can only choose one word. So I ask you, leave us with one closing word. Jesus. Jesus. Now I take her her uh, philosophy and I expand on it. Please tell us why pick that word because three years ago i was an atheist i thought jesus was just like captain america or spider-man i thought the bible was fake and so i set about trying to prove it all that it, i tried to prove that it was fake and i didn't realize that like many people have tried before and i went into the real science and history of it and found out that that he's real and he's changed my life in unbelievable ways ever since changed my taste in music and tv and helped me lose over 100 pounds healed my ankle that's been limping on for 20 years i mean Yo, am I still here? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Did we get any of that? Uh, we, we lost you at like ankle. <laughs> so anyways, I, I've had real heal, healing and uh, and I've seen the scientific and historical evidence that God is real and the Bible is real and all that. So that's why I choose. Okay. Uh, we got two minutes. So I want to ask you to close us out with, uh, I, I want people to learn how they can learn like ads, like you said, like ad skills, but I like what I'm more interested in it's like the new project that you're working on. And I don't know the name. I'm just throwing this out there, but like Faith Funnels. I want you to tell us a little bit about those two things. And more specifically, like I care about the Faith Funnels with as much time that you got left. Okay. So Faith Funnels is kind of my ministry project. You know, me trying to get, you know, the word out there. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm, uh, I'm going to turn it into a podcast where I'm going to be interviewing people that have built ministries. And so there's a very popular podcast out there called how I built this and we're just kind of making that but for ministries so how they you know and so just so we can teach people how these great ministries have started and how they've grown and and how they can do the same you know so that's faith funnels um, and then the next one that I'm going to be doing is called the Fiverr business and what we're going to do is we're going to try to build an entire business just with just using Fiverr gigs 
and so we're gonna we're gonna have people kind of basically donate to kind of crowdfund the project and then we're gonna you know they'll get to watch me try to build a whole business out of fiber gigs that's exciting yeah they'll get to like know which fiber gigs worked and didn't work thank you for sharing it justin i appreciate you so much we got one minute left you got anything you want to say before we close it down i'm good man thank you so much okay thank you justin i appreciate you so much thank you bye-bye